0: Before I turn you over to the podcast, I just want to remind you that this podcast is made possible because of game art. Institute. So if you're interested in a career in game arts, either in character arts or environment or one of the other directions that we're moving into in game design, for example, AR, VR, then head over to GameArtInstitute.com. The specialty, the thing that we really focus on there and that's really important is that we pick up where almost all traditional schooling fails. We pick up where it really matters when you're trying to get that job, right? Now, you may have gone to school. You may know somebody who's gone to school and they've spent $100,000 and they have been woefully unprepared To get that job in the industry because this industry doesn't care if you went to harvard they don't care if you know jimmy jack sally sue they care about your work and that means that you've got to be in a place in a state in a way where you are focused on producing the highest quality work that you can possibly produce that's what we do at the boot camp you come in we get focused and we produce results so head over to gameartinstitute.com you can head over to the um, student work or the alumni page where you can see what our students are doing. That'll give you an idea of what people are producing. And if you're interested, make sure that you apply today so we can get into the uh, phone call with you. And we are looking for students and uh, we have spots to fill. So make sure you give us a call and I look forward to chatting with you then. All right, now back to the programming. Hey there, Ryan King's line here. Welcome to this Well, New Year's edition of the Game Artist Podcast. A couple of cool things I want to talk to you about in this podcast is really it's like one of the key things that I've learned over the years running my own business, having some successes, having some failures, and that's that first off, number one, stop setting goals. And I know, you know, in terms of time management and business and, you know, leadership and all this crap, everybody says, you know, goal setting, goal setting, and they use these studies like... There's this group of people, 3% of this group of people set their goals and their wealth was worth, you know, more than the, the 97% who didn't set goals, right? And there's, a, and then that's been debunked and that's, that, that's a myth that's, uh, study never actually existed or so they say. And, you know, all of this stuff, but the key moment here, you get this in your own life. You know, the answers to most of this stuff. The books, the things you got to remember about books is somebody selling something. You know I love Seth Godin's books I love but they're all still selling something. You know more than you give yourself credit for. You know what works for you. And already I bet if you were to take a look at your life, I bet many of the most wonderful things in your life were things you did not plan, you did not set goals for, you did not achieve. Some of them you did. Some of them you you set a goal for this job and you got that job and you were absolutely flabbergasted and amazed and you got it. And okay, fantastic. But did everything that's wonderful in your life happen that way? I think immediately of my kids. I did not plan for my kids. I mean, I did the things that lead up to kids, right? I was participating in activities that would ultimately lead into that, such as getting married. Don't know what you guys were thinking about. But I was doing activities that, yes, they might lead there. But I didn't plan For it, That wasn't my agenda. It wasn't something that I'd contemplated or, you know, I'd spent much time really thinking about. And I was shocked when my daughter arrived on this planet and my life. I could not have planned for any of those things that happened. I mean, anybody who's listening to this, if you're a parent, you know that as soon as that child arrives, it's a different game. I mean, when my daughter arrived, I realized that we are all animals. Before that, I was like, oh, I'm a human being, and I'm rational, and I think this way, and I think that way, and I was listening to Ayn Rand, and I was doing all my, and then after my daughter came, I was like, we are freaking animals in the mud, rooting around, trying to, you know, find one of those little pieces of grub out there. You know, we're just animals, or at least that was my perspective, all right? How about my business? My entire business, my entire livelihood comes from something that happened I could never have planned for or predicted, a lawn saw an article I wrote on ZBrush, which I was really enjoying, and he decided I'd be a great candidate to work for them, right? And then on top of that, that wasn't a shoe in right? They hired me, or so they said they hired me, and I quit my job, and I, I went to work for them, and then when I got back from the first week where they sent me up training at ILM, they actually fired me. <laughs> really what they said is, oh, well, we didn't really hire you, and I'm like, uh... Y- okay, I think you used those words. I think I filled out the paperwork. So they let me go. And then I had an entire month of sitting on my butt wondering what the hell was going to happen. And then finally they brought me back in and they're like, okay, let's do this. Let's bring you in. And um, and I learned later it was a discussion between the two different owners and they were not seeing eye to eye just yet. Uh, but anyways, it all worked out and it was all stuff that ultimately I had no control over and a, and many of the best things that we have in life come from these things that we have no control over what's happened in your life that you've had no control over now that doesn't mean that you know we should just be screwing off and let's not set any goals or set any ambitions or any of that you know that's not at all what i'm saying I've achieved a lot of success. I've helped an enormous amount of people, which is actually how I measure my true success, much more than any revenue or, you know, anything in my bank account. The most important thing for me is how many people have gotten jobs, how many people um, I've been able to influence, how many people I've helped and saved time with workflows. That's the stuff that really drives me. And I've had an enormous amount of success specifically in that area. And that is something where I haven't necessarily planned every step of it. But what I have done is every day show up to do the work. To put one foot in front of the other. Put my left foot in front of my right. Put my right foot in front of my left. Put my left foot in front of my right and keep moving. And that's the biggest, most important thing that I really, I, that I would, I would hope for you in this new year. Isn't that you set some big goals, or isn't that you set some big ambition that gets activated by your reticular activating system and that you manifest into your reality and, and all that stuff? No, it's it's not that. It's it's one thing. It's what makes you matter? And I know that sounds a little funky, right? I like when I hear people say that, I'm like, ah, oh, piss off. But sit down and think for a second. What makes you matter? What have you been doing every day, a little bit, that has some impact on the universe? I've launched over 100 online classes. I've created a couple of different businesses. I've worked with partners. I've dissolved those partnerships. I've done a whole bunch of different stuff, but the one thing that I've done every single day is... Teach, train, learn, try to find a better way to do something and then share that with other people. That's been my passion, right? That's what makes me matter is not that I am somebody selling fine art in a gallery or anything like that. I have fine art in a gallery, but that's not the stuff that really at the end of the day makes me matter. That's not the stuff that I'm committed to at the, at the core. The thing I'm committed to more than anything else is to every day learn something new and to share that with somebody else. That's the kind of thing that makes me matter from my perspective. What makes you matter? Because here's the deal. When you find this thing, whatever it is, this becomes your one thing. It becomes your unifying force. And if you know what this one thing is, you have a superpower other people don't have. And you can start to look for ways to organize your life around this one thing. In my particular case, for example, I learning and sharing. You know, perfect job for me, owning a school. <laughs> that's, that's the best job on the planet for me, owning an art school and training artists. Well, what do you know? I've built that. All right. Now, if you're working retail and you're hating it and you're not enjoying that, and you're wondering like, how the hell do I get out of this? You got to sit down and think what's the one thing that you, you know, you're doing every day. And in this case, think about it with your art. And maybe you're not able to do it every day because you're bone tired after working your job and, you know, or, or you're working those crazy hours. Like I used to work night shifts at Costco. Uh, was a little rough. And, um, we used to, uh, we would just put the, all the stuff back in the shelves. <laughs> Not a job I want to repeat. And I was bone tired after that was done. It took me a month to even adjust to. So maybe you're going through something like that. But when you're working on your art and you're in there and you're doing this, what is the one thing that you are doing that has some connection with everybody else or with the industry or something that is going to make a difference, not just in your life, right? Because I mean, it'd be great if that was all that mattered is, hey, I, you know, this makes a difference in my life. Yay. You know, but What makes a difference in my life is one thing. What makes a difference in my student's life is another thing. And where the rubber really hits the road is when what I enjoy also helps the students grow. But, you know, I remember I was just reading a little bit ago. Seth Godin has this book, this new book out called This Is Marketing. And in there, he talked about the, the fact that if you get paid to do what you love, you're really just a fortunate amateur. Because it no, no matter what, if you're going to build a business that impacts people, you're going to have to do things that aren't necessarily your first love. But they're, they're what make you matter. They're what, they're what bring meaning to your actions. And Seth called this the emotional labor of a professional. Because a professional shows up. They show up and they do the work that's necessary to get the result that makes a difference. That's what. That's what. That's the whole definition of a professional, right? I mean, when somebody's not professional, you know, we know exactly what that means. That means it's somebody who's you know more emotional about it, and they're like you know they they just give up or they just quit or you know they don't see it through. They don't have commitment. They you know those are people that are not professionals. But as a professional, I show up, I do the work that's necessary to get the result that's necessary. But the big problem you and I have as artists is it's hard for us to know exactly what's necessary, right? It's hard for us to know, you know, what do I need to get that job? What do I need to, you know, to grow as an artist? And we reach these plateaus and we get on all of these problems where we're like, I need to learn this. And we go down these side roads because sometimes the side roads are valuable, but we go down a side road for three months in anatomy and we find out, you know, it's not really, wasn't all that necessary. You know, there's all these these tangents and these directions that we take and it can be really hard. For us to really know where we want to go. But if you think about any wrong turn that you've made. And you go back to the point in time in which you decided that. And you thought about it. And you're like, yes, that's the right choice. I want you to think about whether or not that was a choice that came from from your core. From where you really matter. Or if that came from a choice Or a moment of necessity or scarcity, as some people call it. Did you do it just because you felt like you had to? Or did you do it because you felt like you were called to? You know, because that's a big difference. Because almost all the mistakes I've made in my life come from feeling like I had to do something, going down a road I wasn't committed to, and then... Not putting in the energy necessary and realizing ultimately that I wasn't committed to it and having to burn it down. Or having it burned down in front of me and being like, why why me? Well, because you weren't committed and it wasn't core to who I was. But if I know where I matter, if I know what my central force is, then I can make decisions from that place. And if I take a side road, it just enriches and deepens who I am. So if you're looking to get a job as a game artist, right? This is a game artist podcast. Maybe if you're looking to score that first job and you're trying to figure out how the heck to make this thing happen, the thing that you got to remember is that your job is to be valuable, valuable to somebody. Right, that's why they pay you. And as a professional, your job is to show up and do the work that matters. So, what's the work that matters, right? Well, you got to start to think about where do I want to work, who do I want to work for, what do I want to do, you know? And a lot of the students, a lot of people I talk to in the boot camp, they just show up on the the phone calls and they're just like, "I'll just take any job." And I'm like, "Well, then you'll take no job." Where do you want to work? You want to work at Blizzard? You don't get to Blizzard by just, you know. Randomly thinking about it, if you check one of the early podcasts with Leticia Gillett, she talks about her focus on being an artist that would work at Blizzard. And then she evolved past Blizzard and got all the way to DreamWorks. She had ambitions, but most importantly, what she did is every single day she put her left foot in front of her right and her right foot in front of her left. And she worked on her art and on her core. You know, people were telling her left, right, and center go do realism, go make this model, go make that model. It'll help you get a job. And she didn't do it because she wasn't going to be sidetracked or distracted and do things out of her core strength, her core focus. She wasn't going to let scarcity or necessity or any of these things rule her life. And she built an amazing career because of that and so if you're sitting here wondering like why don't I have the career maybe you're an artist out there and you're like I've done this thing I've done that thing and you know I get a lot of people that they've they've been in generalists for a while they've been in many different areas and if you're sitting there and you're looking at your career and you're like why isn't why am I and why am I not there and why am I not where I want to be think about how many side trips you've made because of necessity what you called necessity which is really just another form of scarcity you know, don't get me wrong, I got kids, necessity is necessity, okay? But at a certain point, necessity is no longer this, how do I say it? At a certain point, you have to own up to the fact that you're making the what are considered the necessary choices and not making the long-term investments of getting out of there. You're choosing to live in the loop at a certain point. So you've got to sit down and think, what makes me matter, right? What is at the core? Every day I do this, how can I build my life around this one thing and remove all the other things, right? How could I remove 80% of what I do and make my living from the 20% that isn't necessarily just my passion, Right cuz I, I know I know people talk especially in art people talk it's my passion. Well, I don't know about your passions, but my passions they come and go. Except for my wife and my kids, my passions uh have a lot have a lot of variation in them. <laughs> and again, being a professional is not about, you know, just doing what you are passionate about. That just makes you a fortunate amateur. Being a professional is about showing up, about doing the emotional labor, doing the work that matters for the result that you need. That's what makes you a professional. And I know this is a little bit at odds. It's like, well, I gotta be a professional, but then a professional also pays the bills. So I gotta work with it from this point of necessity. And I'm gonna have to take this job and I'm gonna have to take that job because you know, that's what a professional does. And yes, that's true. That is what a professional does. But a professional at a higher level is also going to know how to streamline things down, right? You think about Apple. You know, Apple didn't go in and do a whole bunch of different products. They did one product really well and went on and on. Because a professional knows you can't do 80 different things well. If you're doing a 100 things, which two things can you focus on and do those extraordinarily well. Now I haven't always done this. You know, I've launched over a hundred online classes. I've tried a whole bunch of different things. I've tried a lot of different elements, but my success has always come when I sit down and I think, what is the one thing I can do? You know, for the last couple of years, we've been doing the boot camps over at Game Art Institute. And that's been something that has brought me immense pleasure. And just the capacity to work with people on a very individual level and twice a week and, and see actual growth happen. That's been something I, I, for a long time, I was dying for. I just needed to get in and see people and see them actually grow, not just these kind of fly-by, fly-by-night um, classes sometimes. So, you know, that's that's something that I focused on and created, you know, satisfaction in my life and success in the business and all kinds of different things that we've been able to kind of build around from there. And if you extrapolate that out to your life, what's one thing that you could start doing or that you could focus on that would connect with what makes you matter? You know, that's my message for you here today in the Game Art Podcast as we head into the New Year's. Thank you so much for listening to this, for being a part of the community. Make sure you leave us a comment over on iTunes or Spotify. You rate this. That makes a big difference in getting this out and and, uh, featured so that other people can be aware of this. Have an amazing holiday season and I'll talk to you uh, in the new year.